There's a conspiracy afoot that's pulling the world into darkness. Information is the new battlefield. Propaganda, disinformation, and media manipulation dominate the minds of the public. Join us on the Dark to Light Show as we remove the head of the snake and expose media censorship, social and cultural engineering, and the unfolding global conspiracy of the New World Order. Oh, sorry. I'm Jim Price. Jim Price Show. <laughs> Jim Price Show, guys. I'm sorry I screwed all that up. I was listening to the music there. Uh, this is Jim Price of the Dark Delight Show, WYSL. I am all over the place today. I just got back in from Vegas over the weekend, and yes, my arms are tired. No, my voice is tired. You guys know that when I go to these events, um, it's all about trying to get the information out there, having the in-depth conversations of being a part of things. So, yes, it is Jim Price, the Jim Price Show, but, you know, it's the Dark Delight Show, WYSL. Guys, oh, it's, by the way, it's just going to be me today, Josh. He was actually over in your neighborhood. He was hanging out with you guys this last weekend. It was his brother's birthday, so happy birthday to his brother, and I hope that they had a great time. Anyway, like I said, he's on his way back, and he should be back tomorrow. No problems there, but you got me today. And what a world we live in where we know that the uh, establishment is still out there doing their part. By the way, Trump was just, they, they were talking about uh, this earlier, but Trump court dates have been set for March 4th. Now, March 4th is also the exact same day as the Alaskan primary, the Alabama primary, the Arkansas primary, the California primary, the Colorado primary. So don't worry about that March 5th. They have a court date in federal court for uh, for. Uh, Donald J. Trump. Don't worry about that. That's fine. That's that's okay. This, this is what we do. Because, you know, the wills of justice must turn on. They just they must continue grinding up the bones of those evildoers on this earth. We we know that our social our society or the social awareness, the the ability for us to be amazing is there because we incarcerate more people than the first 10 countries combined by percentages. Don't worry about that. Don't worry about that your free country incarcerates more people than China does by percentages. China has a million people in cages because they're Muslim. So don't worry about that. That's the that's the business model we're following. That's the tail we're chasing, right? Don't worry about that. So anyway, uh, I was in, in Vegas. I, I was not able to be here with you guys on Friday, and I was in Vegas. What a great event. Now, Vegas is hot. It's miserable when it's hot like that, but the inside, they had the air conditioner going. But we were in tents because the city themselves actually went out of their way to make this, this event almost impossible. The, uh, the, all, the, all the I's were dotted, the T's were crossed, the Y's were in the right place, and the city, even though we are we, not me, but Clay, Clark, and others, they went and, and secured the right permits they hired the right union workers to assemble the tent. They got the you know security guards. They got the police department. They got the sheriff. They did all this. They did that. They're paying for this company, paying for that, did all these things. And then the city came in and towed over 200 cars out of the parking lot where we were permitted to have the event. And each one of those tow jobs was 300 and plus dollars. 
So somewhere over the range of $300 was taken out of the people's pocket while they were trying to figure out what they need to do to secure their future, to secure their freedoms and liberties, to understand their Constitution Republic. Now think about this. Your Constitution Republic event had over 200 cars towed even after following all the dictatorial, tyrannical systems and roadblocks and da 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 the bureaucracy and this is delayed and that's delayed. Well, we're waiting on this approval and that approval. I was at an event where General Flynn, Roseanne Barr, Don Jr., Kimberly Guilfoyle, all these other people, all these other patriots were there. God and country people were there to, to celebrate their country, to see what they can do to keep this country going for just a little bit longer. The bureaucracy, the government went in and started towing cars. People spent hours and hours. And Jeff Adam, a friend of mine, uh, he actually uh, he actually was a vendor there. So he had a table there where he was selling his Micronic Silver and he was doing this stuff. And he went to look for his uh, – he, he has a, a Jeep Wagoneer and uh, gone. And then he had to find out who towed it. And then by the time he found out who towed it, then he went there and then they told him – well, we need a copy of your registration from your vehicle. Well, you have the vehicle in your impound lot. I need to go get to Well, you can't go in our impound lot until you show us you have a vehicle here. So he had to call his, he had to call the uh, loan company who had, he had a loan on it, get a hold of them to then somehow email him the registration so that the individual behind the glass who's charging him $386 to hold his vehicle for parking in a public parking lot in a public park on public land. None of this is private property. None of this is at some place that you shouldn't be. Wasn't marked with signs that you didn't know were there. This is a public park in a public parking lot on public property. And there was an event that was purchased with permits and cops and everybody was there. But the city council sent a private company to go tow cars willfully. Not just because, not, I mean, so guys, listen, the parking lot, I don't even think held as many cars as they towed. They legitimately were just going into stalls and pulling cars. And I know that sounds ludicrous. It sounds like, well, Jim, that doesn't make sense. But that's what they did purposely. And so think about people that were maybe there a little bit of on a dime. They were, you know, they they had the money to go. They had the money for a hotel. You know, they budgeted their food. You know, they knew they were going to do spend this much money. But then all of a sudden, there here's an extra hundred and thirty some odd dollar bill just to get your vehicle back. Let's say it was a rental car. Let's say it was a, a your friend's car. Let's say you don't have the registration. You don't. I mean, think about what they've done to people and the complications that they created and the fact that they were telling people, well, until you show me your registration. I don't have my registration on me. I don't keep it in my wallet. It's in my truck. So if my truck had gotten towed, then what was, what was I supposed to do? Well, my registration's in there. What, I, don't have it, I don't have access to my registration. I mean, if I gave him my insurance card, they, that, that wasn't enough. But this is what they do, guys. And so anyway, I was at this event. The event was a lot of fire. It was so, it was so great. A lot of cool stuff going on. Uh, I saw Roseanne. She was there. She was in the media tent, and uh, she was at Trump Tower as well. And uh, I will give Trump a a absolute compliment here. I want you guys to hear this. I want you to hear this. Uh, this I don't know when this hotel was built. It wasn't built yesterday. 
It wasn't built last year. It's been there for a day or two. Now, I would go with this. If I was in the same age Best Western, or if I was in the same age of building in a and even a Marriott or even in a uh, Holiday Inn, the quality of the craftsmanship, the quality of the building, the maintenance on the building, on that building, I was impressed as a builder, as a contractor, as someone who's been doing this all his life. And when I go into buildings and doing you know, high security design stuff and I go in and I help people with consultations on their houses and businesses and workflow stuff, I was absolutely impressed with Trump's quality with the staff, again, I was the the tile was right, the grout was right, the faucets were right, the paint looked good. The I mean, everything was where it should have been. Everything was clean. It didn't have these signs of wear and tear where the tile on the shower was a little iffy and they kind of glued it back in and the shower soap dispenser thing was a this or that. Again, like I said, I as a as a builder, I was impressed. And I don't get impressed very often. I mean, I've been in airports a lot lately, and I am trying to figure out who in the world designs airports. I mean, have they ever walked through one? Have they ever gone through the TSA in one? It's amazing. The TSA almost looks like they just forgot to put a TSA area in it with all the different corrals and tape things and, oh, move this here, move that there. It's as if they didn't know there was going to be people involved. Or that TSA sucks and it's like going through county jail and there's absolutely this, this pinch point of flow in the airport. Or how about the seats or the lack of outlets? Or I mean, we've had cell phone chargers now for 20-some years and they're still trying to figure out how to put an outlet in the, in the airport where people can charge their phones. Or the outlets are so busted or broken that, I mean, they're worthless. So again, I, when I was at Trump Tower, uh, I, was abs- I had a, 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 a friend of the show they had made reservations and was not able to attend but they had some really great discounts on the room so i was very honored that they said hey uh, we are not going to be able to make it would you like to use our room uh, i still paid for it but i got the discounts that they transferred to me so that was really neat but again if you get a chance to stay at a trump hotel like i said i was very very honored and very surprised at the quality and I did not feel like I was going to have the heebie-jeebies or worry about what this and that was or whether I was going to find you know body hair all over the soap dispenser or over the shower handle in the shower. And I say that because I've experienced that in a fairly decent hotel before uh, using an international brand. And guys, like I said, it was great. Trump place was awesome. Food was great. Didn't get to go to the strip. Didn't do all the stuff like you know. I I did meet somebody down at the Old Town area, the the Fremont Street area. Went down there, met him there, and then we went somewhere else. Uh, but I was with Owen from um, uh, from Infowars. He was there, hung out with him, talked to him late on Saturday night, and so had a great time and great conversations. Met a lot of neat people, a lot of patriots who are out there saying, "Listen, here's what I'm doing." Here's where I'm willing to go. And because those people are having those great conversations, I do believe we move the needle of freedom. I do believe that we are on the path to victory. And uh, even though we know all these other evil things are going on, we come together. We become more powerful. They can tow as many cars as they want, but they cannot take our heart of freedom and dignity away from us. Well, guys, we'll go in the commercial break. We're going to be back here in just a couple minutes, guys. This is your country. This is your world. Fight for it. I'm Jim Price, WYSL. We'll be right back here in a couple minutes. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. 
All right. Welcome back, everybody, to the Dark Delight Show. See, hey, I practice this radio thing up, and I just get better and better every time. I mean, not like the intro I did at the top of the hour. Well, maybe, 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 just maybe uh, you guys weren't listening to that part. Is that what we're going to say? No, it, I did. I kind of fumbled into this. But, okay, so think about this, guys. I was telling you about how great the hotel was. I was telling you about all these different things. And uh, I, but I did tell you that the bureaucracy, the the people that are not elected, the unelected officials who went in there and decided to put their little finger on the scale of complicating people's lives, and in a very in a very nefarious way, went in and did this. Now I shame on them, right? It, it only defines them and how far they have to go just to screw with people. Well, it is my job for public safety. If I do not have access in this area, if there were a fire truck that needed to get in here or an ambulance, and so blah, 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 safety, right? We default to safety. Oh, we're going to be safe now. It's safety. Let's get rid of those, those Trump supporter cars and put them in car lots way far, far away. I mean, 200 of those, we're talking, you know, tens of thousands of dollars swing in the economy that went to impound lots in that moment because bureaucracy wanted to make people's life difficult. Now, imagine if you didn't have the money. What if you didn't have the 300 some dollars to get your car out? You were paycheck to paycheck. You went there on a shoestring. What happens then? Again, this is those situations where we really, we just, we got to be honest with ourselves. But we know that t- they're coming after Trump. They know, we know they're coming after you. We know that there's a lot of these things that just do not look good. But remember, guys, in September, we've, I've referred to this, I've talked about this. In September, when they decide they're going to lock you down, when they tell you that Brown University has already got social distancing in classrooms, have already told staff and students that they are required at all times on property to maintain a mask, even in dorms, even in the bathrooms, in your classrooms. You are to maintain your mask at all times. There are several East Coast universities that have already pulled the trigger to normalize this conversation. Now, I did see a few people, and I'm saying maybe one out of 100 Maybe, maybe one out of a, maybe a thousand. I just did not see people wearing masks. Now, on my flight to Vegas from Wichita, the stewardess, she wore a mask and she kept having to like pull the mask away from her lips to be able for people to understand her. And even the other stewardess had to lean in and she had to pull the mask away from her mouth to be able to talk at when we were flying. And I watched the, the amount of effort this individual put into maneuvering and positioning the mask on her face. And I was like, what are you doing? Like, again, the CDC, the EPA, OSHA says, they all say this, OSHA says that N95 masks are not protectant against smoke, forest fires, smoke inhalation. So remember, the micron level of a particle of quote-unquote smoke is a thousand times larger than that of a virus. And it may even be greater than that, whatever it is. But the problem is, is that we are having a conversation where there are people saying, oh, I'll put an N95 mask on because it's smoky outside. And the CDC and OSHA and others have said it doesn't work for smoke. But yet viruses, it does? uh, No. Again, this is a situation, guys, where we absolutely are the useful idiots in this whole thing. Oh, Jimmy, I'm not a useful idiot. Well, then how'd they get away with it? 
How did your bureaucracy, how did your government, how did your constitutional republic, where they are your public servants, where you have the right to redress grievances, how did they pull it off where they feared one person? They got one person to live in fear. They got them to participate in the fear of things. How, how did that happen? If, if you were doing your job, if you were standing up, if you were, that, you were the person standing in the gap, then how did it ever happen once in our country? And again, guys, we're not thinking of ourselves as a constitutional republic that where we have a, one person who feels that their, their vote was lost, well, then we've all lost. See, this is the problem. We don't understand that we're in this together. Remember, Stalin, Mao, those people who believed in the, the, their way of life, who, have, who, are, who are accredited with over 100 million executions between the two of them, said that they would rather incarcerate nine innocent people as to ever let one criminal go. But yet our Constitution was written explicitly that we would rather let nine criminals go than to offend, to offend. Offend means not, doesn't mean grab, doesn't mean incarcerate, but emotionally like make you doubt your freedoms and make you doubt anything. So the way a Constitution says I would rather let nine criminals go than to ever to offend one citizen. Yet we see that Trump is being over-prosecuted. We see that the bureaucracy is willing to go out and impound cars with a local private company and put people's lives at risk or in jeopardy or and take away just money out of their pocket. This is the situation, guys, where we continue to miss the point that you guys are the power and you have the right to redress your grievances with your government. It is that absolute simple. So what keeps you from moving forward? You are the only one that limits you. If you think that you're limited by your government, then your government will limit you. If you think that you have leadership that you have to kowtow, to bend at the waist, to, to bend the knee to, then that's your choice. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to live on my feet. I'm, I'm going to die on my feet. I'm not willing to give in to these people. So remember, your intentions, your heart, your mind, where are you going with this? Are you willing to, put, you willing to comply you willing to put the mask on? You willing to get your boosters? By the way, why are we seeing so many commercials with, oh, come on in to Walgreens, come on in to CVS and get your flu shot, and you can schedule your COVID nineteen booster as well? Why is this a thing? Why are corporations carrying this water for these people? Why are they hauling these buckets around for them? Because they're getting paid, and it's that simple, folks. These people are willing to kill you for a few dollars to stick a government chemical in your shoulder. By the way, the high-dose quadrivalent flu shot sounds pretty fanciful, doesn't it? Sound like I really know what I'm talking about. But did you know that a high-dose quadrivalent flu shot is actually just the last formulas that they were able to put together, and they've been giving this high-dose quadrivalent now for three to four years, and it's the last four variants that they came up with? And what they do is they put four different shots at twice the level given to you twice. High dose, quad, four, valent, variance. They have been doing this now, and they just keep giving you the same regurgitated, recycled flu crap over and over and over and over again to your body. So if you got a high dose quadrivalent shot four years ago, you don't need one four years later. You've already got the antibodies in there that they want to give you. 
Oh, no, but they keep telling the elderly, you got to come back because the flu kills every year. The flu kills every year. The flu kills every year. Guys, did we have the flu prior to the Industrial Revolution before the chemical industry took over? Did we have the flu? Really? Because I don't really remember in any of this, the stories that I have heard prior to the Industrial Revolution until the AMA came along and said the people giving you herbs are quacks. Prior to that, in the annals of history, I just don't really hear where we were dying. We died of cholera, dirty water. We didn't die of things that we keep referring to now. We didn't have skin cancer from sunscreen. We didn't have fluoride in our water, in our toothpaste. We didn't need those things. So how did we get through the annals of history? All these, all these, how, how long do we want to go back? We're going to say it's millions of years, thousands of years, tens of thousands of years. How long have human beings been around? And then suddenly, in just in the last hundred years, suddenly we have cancers and viruses and bacterias and flesh-eating viruses. See, guys, this is the part where I'm trying to point out to you that they keep giving us the illness, and then they give us the cure. It's a business plan. You're nothing but a return on investment. They create the fear, you buy into it, and they profit. Over and over and over again. But that's fine, right? Remember, they're coming after Trump, and they have been coming for you. I dealt with this when I went through, when I ran for office. I dealt with the raids. I dealt with the court cases. I dealt with the, the news articles. I've seen all this. I've lived it. And I tell you what, guys, it is emotionally, spiritually, and physically taxing to a level that you cannot imagine. That you have to worry about looking over your freedom to fear the local policy officers that they come up and harass you publicly in front of other people. They humiliate you and degrade you to keep pushing you down. They did it to me. They would go and deal, they would come and in, interact with me at my coffee shop. I would go to have coffee. The local policy officers would interfere with my daily life, just being there, showing up, being around. That's what they do. They tear you down and break you down like they're tearing you down and breaking you down. Are you going to comply? Are you going to give in? Are you going to be silent and compliant? Or are you going to stand up and say, not today, Satan? Are you going to tell your government no? Are you going to say, not today? See, this is the part where you have to figure out which side you're going to be on. You can't say, well, I just don't want to get involved. I don't, want to, I don't have a dog in the fight. It's not really my deal. Shame on you. Well, guys, remember this. As we go into commercial break, this is your country. This is your world. You are the answer. Never, ever give over your power. God-given and evil rights. All right, guys, a commercial break coming up here, and we'll be right back in a couple minutes. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. All right, welcome back, everybody, to the Dark Delight Show. I'm your host, Jim Price. Thank you guys so much for being here in WYSL. Uh, anyway, guys, this is uh, the world you're living in, where these people continue to chew your legs off, and you're like, Miss, uh, may I have another? You know, you guys just really, I guess your guys' le- uh, thresh- threshold of pain is significantly higher than mine. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of looking around, wondering or not I have freedoms of liberty. I have a judicial system that is going out of its way to continue to go after Trump, including setting up even more indictments, setting up more hearings, setting up more judicial stuff. Guys, why would I – let me ask you – I'm serious. Just I know it's your lunch hour. You're trying to get through your – you're trying to get through your bologna sandwich with a little red 
plastic on the outside of it there. Um, and I don't, I, again, the things that I thought were really cool as a kid really <laughs> it was meat wrapped in plastic. Anyway, um, when you think about this world that you live in, when you think about the world around you, when you think about the people in this whole thing, Trump is showing you where the enemy is, but yet we're still fighting within each other. Trump has showed you where all this is going. We have a bureaucracy that's willing to go after him in ways that we can't even begin to imagine, and yet you're okay with it. You're compliant. Your silence is compliance. But if I have a judicial system that cannot have credibility, if I have a judge, if I have a DA, I have assistance DAs, I have multiple layers of checks and balances government because we keep putting more people into these jobs because we need someone to catch this mistake. We need someone to catch that mistake. We need to slow the machine down. We need to make sure that we're doing this accurately. But when we could say that our judicial system will not follow its own rules and guidelines that has been imposed on it by a legislator, then why do I comply to them? How am I supposed to have the heart to pull over for the red and blue light who chases in behind me? And how am I supposed to listen to them? How am I supposed to listen to that individual going, listen, you broke the law. You, you got a court date. You got to pay a fine. You got to write, you know, we got this ticket on you. You want me, you want me to, to bow at the waist. You want me to bend the knee. You want me to listen to your laws while you break your laws. Your credibility is gone. Now, what do you want me to do? Isn't this, uh, isn't that uh, do as I say, not as I do? Is that what we're doing here? I mean, seriously. I mean, Hillary Clinton has got a video under the insurance file of the Anthony Weiner laptop. More, I could not imagine writing the script any different. I mean, think about this. Anthony Weiner showed his Weiner, and his Weiner laptop got him put in the in jail for showing his Weiner. Mr. Weiner has a really horrific video of his wife and Hillary doing things horrific to individuals on the Wiener laptop. Now, I don't know if you guys are picking up on the word Wiener in all this, but I think it's kind of ironic, don't you? But yet that same judicial system that just blazes right past that, as I have evidence of a crime, you have evidence of a crime. We're not even talking about Hunter Biden's laptop. We're not talking about the information that China put on his laptop for him. No, 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 no. And by the way, guys, there's three laptops and two tablets. It's not just one laptop. Again, they get you to lie about information because if you lie about information, you have no credibility, and they're the only ones that can tell the truth. How dare you lie? Just like it's graphene hydroxide, not graphene oxide. See, they got us to lie about graphene hydroxide because it is graphene hydroxide. Again, they misuse, They let you misuse words. They misuse the word, get you to feed on it, and then you run with it. And then they say, well, you're factually inaccurate. You're the problem. See, this is a problem. Now, what do you want me to do? Do you want so – I'm asking you guys – I'm asking you a real question here. Mr. Sheriff, Mr. Police Officer, Mr. Chief of Police, Mr. City uh, Manager, Mr. Mayor, Mr. City Council, County Commissioners, Mr. Uh, Mr. G- Governor, you want me – You want me to listen and comply to you 
with your little red and blue lights and the guy with the gun and the little, you know, he has to wear a bulletproof vest even when he's giving out speeding tickets. Why are you, why do you feel like your life is at threat if all you're doing is giving out taxation piece of paper? If you're taxing people, why would you feel like you could be shot? Why do you have to have defensive systems on your body that you would fear getting shot? Because you might be pissing people off. Have you thought about that? Have you thought about the people held down, the spring that you have pushed down, the spring of freedom, the spring of liberty? You think, I mean, when you push down on people this hard, don't you think there's going to be some push back? How do you want people to look at you, Mr. Mrs. Blue Line, Mr. Policy Officer, Mr. Sheriff, Mr. State Police, Mr. DA, Mr. Judge? I mean, seriously, you guys have your credibility is so far gone in such a negative quotient. Why, how in the world would I ever pull over for people that I know kill people purposely? Why do you want me to do that? See, here's a problem. Until you get real honest and say, listen, I'm not part of that. I do treat people with re- uh, respect and dignity. I do not do not create crimes. I don't overcharge. I work with people. I problem solve. These are the things that we've done wrong. These are the things we've done right. Well, well now I'm having a conversation with you, sir. I, I, I'm, I'm going to get behind you. But when we can't get body cam released... When we can't get disciplinary action, when we see that judges and DAs and police officers have prosecutable immunity, which in our Constitution says there is no immunity. So how, how do you want me to do this? You want me to respect you when you don't respect me. You want me to give you dignity and honor when you don't give me dignity and honor. You want me to give you the benefit of the doubt and, and, and let you make mistakes and correct those things. And, and you have, should have self-discerning and, and self-correction, right? But I don't get to. If you feel that I did not stop completely at a stop sign, you will chase me down, pit maneuver me, spike strips, helicopter, yank me out of my car if I don't slow down and pull over for you for a failure to stop at a stop sign? Where is the victim? Where is the crime? Well, you put other people's life at risk. Then why are we not all dead? Why am I not half dead for having half killed somebody else? I mean, think about what they're saying. And I know I keep going back to the traffic ticket and those kind of things, but how many of you actually have been going down the road and you have like, oh, crap, and you know, or a cop pulls up behind you and you're speeding, but you didn't realize it. It was, it was unintentional. But they will treat you as if you had you were running over babies. At the same time, driving past the clinic who kills babies. Do you see how their credibility is washed away? And I want my country to have credibility. I want my country to be amazing and bold and have honor and dignity. And I want us to be able to have freedoms and liberties. And I want to believe that our, 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 our thin blue line, the policy officers, the sheriffs, the state police have that credibility. I want to talk to these guys. I want to get to know them. And I want to know they work without ego. And I know I want to know that they want to be transparent and say, you know what, I screwed it up. I did it wrong. And I would rather make sure that I don't shoot somebody as to shoot them and then figure it out later. Or tase them. Or break an arm. Or break a finger. Or a leg. How about the news reporter out of Goddard, Kansas, who was raided and actually died because the effects of the raid. 
a news reporter, a news agency, a newspaper in Kansas. A 98-year-old woman is dead right now. And that was because of your policy officers, because of your sheriffs. And the sad part of it is, is I watched the video of that lady telling these men as she's on her walker in her, her house coat saying, get out of my house. They were threatening her. And my emotions of how I felt during my raid came welling back. And it makes me so angry that these men, these young men who could have been their, her grandson or even great-grandson, were treating her with such disrespect and lack of honor and dignity because she had bothered to raise questions about a county commissioner because she wrote an un, unlikable article about a county commissioner. Guys, this is what they're doing to Trump on CNN, a national an international news broadcasting system. Where are the cops raiding those CNN reporters' houses and businesses to silence them going against a public official as Donald J. Trump? I'm asking you a question. Why is it that this county commissioner who didn't like things being written about them suddenly can weaponize the police department and end up having a woman die? That's okay with you guys, right? How about the fact that my life was destroyed? I, I've had to defend myself over and over again. Are you okay with that? I am a person that you guys know. This is not some person in a far, far away land in a third world country. I've had to reinvent myself. I had to dig myself out of the ashes. I had to become my own phoenix and drive my own way while being torn down the entire time and being called things that I cannot even begin to imagine that people would ever say that about me. See, my problem is, is we have a credibility issue with the thin blue line. And granted, those guys do rush into places that I understand that are dangerous. But are they adrenaline junkies? Are these guys who have gotten into ego? Are these guys, are, are they public servants and do they have a good heart? I, get, I bet you there's some out there I could meet right now and they would say, man, listen, I give my heart and soul to my people and they know me and I know them. But here's my problem with that, sir. If you know that one of your fellow men overcharged, overbrutalized, went too far, charged a crime that wasn't legitimate, and you did not turn it in and do self-corrective action within the department, you are part of the problem. I didn't ask you to quit doing your job. I didn't ask you to, to quit running into buildings when other people run out. What I asked for is when you screw up, when you do things, that you are, for, you are forthright and honest with me, and you come to me with the information first. See, if the problem is I know the Nashville bombing or Nashville shooter, that school had an active shooter drill with, a, with the police department doing training, a camera training situation where they were taping the how you handle a shooter in Nashville in the exact school who one week later had an active shooter in it. And that's why the one video that they released to you of the active shooter in the one shot of the girl going into the classroom, she has one pair of shoes on, and at the end of it, when it shows they shot her, she has another pair of shoes on. And that right there, guys, is a problem for me. Why can't I get honesty and transparency? Why can't I get this over-explanation? Is that ego? Is that pride? Is that cool kids club? Is it because you don't have the honor and dignity to actually do it right? Or are you being trained or told to do that? And all these questions could be easily answered with transparency, with honesty. 
I would love to go back and trust you guys implicitly while you guys continue to prove your trustworthiness over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. That it would be embarrassing for you to be known to be cheating or lying or deceiving or misdirecting. That you would go out of your way to make sure that we feel confident in you and believe in you and want to be a part of what you're doing. I don't have a problem with the police. I don't have a problem with them doing their job. I have a problem with their honesty and their transparency. And we are the difference makers. Well, guys, we go to the commercial break here in WYSL. we got to be mindful that, yes, there are people out there doing a great job and being amazing. But we all have to be a part of the solution. We all have to be honest with each other. Now we got a commercial break coming up. We'll be right back. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. All right. Welcome back, everybody, to the Dark Delight Show. I'm your host, your Jim Price. Thank you guys so much for hanging in there. Now, guys, I'm I, again, I get it. Okay, I get it. There's guys out there who have done amazing jobs, but we have a problem with our police system. We know that there's an issue there. And why I keep going back to them, you know, even Bob uh, was talking to me off air while we're on the commercial there. You know, his daughter went through TSA. You know, she's an average size you know, lady. She's maybe a little bit taller than the average, but she's she's not a, you know, she's 5'9". She's not a big girl, you know, not six foot, six foot two. And uh, went through the old, uh, you know, the x-ray machine. Well, the x-ray machine, now let me, I, let me guys, I mean, this is what your government does to you in TSA alone. Okay, first of all, the, 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 the plane company, they want your birth certificate, they don't want your birth certificate, they want your birth date, they want all this information about you, which they are able to collect and then sell. But then you go to TSA, and they, they want you to have your driver's license out so they can scan the back of it. Well, what they do is as they scan the back of it, it then tells the computer, start recording your face and your images next to your driver's license. That's why they, when they scan it, they, hold the, they pull the driver's license up next to your face. They always notice they bring it up high. That way it shows that they have the driver's license photo in their hand next to your face where they just scanned it. And then when you go through security, it maintains a lock on you. And then as you go into the x-ray machine, that x-ray is now attached to the file that's attached to your driver's license, attached to the photo because you're bothering to get go through county jail. That's what TSA does for you. But Bob was telling me about here, and this is one the one little thing, and we've all heard about these stories of getting the extra pat-downs. Well, uh, his daughter is a girl, and he doesn't do the gender-fluid thing in his house. He's like, I know I'm a guy. He knows you're a girl. My wife's a girl. That's the end of the story. Well, a male, an individual, what we're going to say is a male, walked up and started patting in some areas that would be considered to be unacceptable at any level from a stranger in any situation. But this TAS agent started going up to a female and started patting on her without explanation. Now listen to what I just said there. Bob's daughter, a girl, was being patted down by a male TS agent without having a female either present or doing it themselves. And according to what they've done just to eliminate lawsuits and other issues, they have always ensured that the female was patting with another witness. See, that's what they've gone, they've done for by the way, girls, if you guys don't think you get special treatment, don't get don't go there with me. If I go into my doctor, I get my prostate exam, uh, there's nobody else there. It's just me and the doc, right? Once in a while, the nurse is in there. But for the girls, it is a mandatory thing. Even if you are seeing your OBGYN and she's a female, there is required to be a witness and even sometimes two witnesses in there while those type of exams are going on. 
because we want to make sure that you guys are protected at every single level we can. But guys, it doesn't really matter to guys. But here it is. She's going through TSA, and she starts just got approached, and someone just starts patting her down. Now, let me go with this. Let me say I maybe have a problem with you touching me. Maybe I have a phobia. Maybe I have a, a... I've been, I have a burn. I have a hospital. I've been in the hospital. I'm just recovering from these massive burns I have on my body. And you go up and start patting on me or I don't do good with touch. Or I may have had a situation where a male did something to me and I don't like men touching me. But that, that, that conversation didn't get to have or get, get to get started. That didn't get to, to be part of the dialogue. It just happened. And think about this. That's a TSA agent who really does not have authority over you. Because, guys, by the way, federal agencies do not supersede local jurisdictions. They don't have the right to do that. But how much money would Allegiant or other airlines save if they just went to a private hangar and skipped all the TSA government crap? How much money could you save on your plane ticket if you didn't do all those things? See, the TSA can't even, they can't even pass their own inspections. They can't even get past their own things that they do to say that you are required to pass. They can't do it. They, their own internal inspections, their own internal ch- tests, they can't do it. And let me give you something here. When I was in Detroit at that Jim uh, Caviezel event a couple weeks ago, I actually have a picture of the test or the x-ray machine they put your junk through. Not the one where they take a picture of your body and they get to see your junk. By the way, they can see everything, boys and girls. And I do mean with like x-ray vision. I'm not kidding you. They can see your mommy and daddy parts explicitly. So don't let them lie to you. But the, the x-ray machine in the Detroit airport is spelled A-N-A-L-O-G-I-C. A-N-L-A-O-G-I-C. Now, if you look at it, it says anal logic. Now, I don't know what a big tube with the anal logic across the side of it that goes through and x-rays all my devices and probably pulls my electronic data out of my laptop, but I can only imagine they could have come up with any other name on earth than something that says A-N-L-A-N-A-L. O-G-I-C, anal logic. I think that describes the exact TSA experience perfectly, as if you're going in for a proctology exam, getting some anal logic in your life as well. They go through all your stuff. They record everything they're doing. They put you in these little boxes. They got these cameras doing tag checks and all this other stuff. By the way, guys, the 15-minute cities already exist. The taxation for driving on all surface roads already exists. I have the tag tracking cameras on the side of my road in Wichita, Kansas. There is a little solar panel with this camera right below it that is doing quote unquote tag collection data to check for expired tags. Now think about what I just said there. You have a camera system that's being erected around your country where they're collecting tag data, which is no different than the taxation windows you hear about in the city of London, no different than you're hearing about in other third world countries like China, where their facial recognition you know, software is tracking wherever you're going, well, they're doing it with your tags as well. This is a real thing, folks. You have a government that's paying 
for a machine with your tax dollars that's tracking your driver's license, or not your driver's license, but your tags on your car, knowing when you were here or when you were there or when you were here or when you were there. So you want TSA rubbing down grandma? Bob doesn't want his, his daughter being touched again. I'm going to let you know that right now. But that's okay with you, right? It's okay that Bob's daughter got touched. It's okay that grandma got touched, right? You're, because it's for your safety. We're here for your safety. We're here for your safety as I give you a government chemical that kills you safely. It's about your safety. Remember, put your seatbelt on because the government told you to. Well, it's for my safety, Jimmy. You're doing... Oh, yeah. It's for your safety. Don't worry about it. We're here to help. It's not terrifying at all. Think about how much help those people in Maui got. Think about how much help the people in East Palestine got. Think about the help that Houston got. Think about the help that's been going around our country from our government. How about my friend over in Rolling Fork? Her family's house got hit by a tornado back in April. And they still do not have FEMA trailers there to help with those people who have lost their homes. Because the local city government didn't ask FEMA for it. So FEMA didn't bother. But they are still people who do not have a house because the concrete slab where their house once existed is not livable. This is the world we live in. Are you sure your government is doing this for your health and your safety? Making the world a better place? Or they're just kind of weirdos who like to touch you and follow you around and know what you're doing all the time. I think it's kind of creepy. All right, guys, we do have uh, this is the end of the first hour of your Dark Delight show. I do have the extended lunch hour, Mondays and Wednesdays here at WYSL. I'm your host, Jim Price. Guys, don't go anywhere. We'll see you here in just a couple minutes. Bye bye. There's a conspiracy afoot that's pulling the world into darkness. Information is the new battlefield. Propaganda, disinformation, and media manipulation dominate the minds of the public. Join us on the Dark to Light Show as we remove the head of the snake and expose media censorship, social and cultural engineering, and the unfolding global conspiracy of the new world order. All right, welcome back, everybody, to the extended hour of the Dark Delight Show here. Your host, Jim Price. Guys, thank you so much for being here on Mondays and Wednesdays. This is your time to have me, a little one-on-one. Now, granted, we had the first hour together. I get it. It's special. I didn't forget already. It's not your birthday. I remember. No, I'm just kidding you. Uh, this, is a, this is our time, guys, and I know that I railed and railed and railed and railed on the government. But I get to have these great conversations about election integrity. I get to talk about these people... You know, don't ever than Bob telling about his daughter, but we have this situation where government keeps coming in and touching us. And not in that friendly on the shoulder or grab your elbow handshake, you know, give you the confidence to feel like they're there with you. It's like, you know, uh, it's the it's the it's the one that you don't want to be touched. It's not like, hey, I don't like this. It, it, it's in the bad place. And usually it's in your wallet. And then they want to get into your soul and your heart and your mind and wear you down. I get that. I mean, even our pastors spend enormous amounts of time trying to make sure that they live within the boundaries of the government. 
And I don't understand. I guess I guess pastors get their authority from the small G God. I mean, that's why they want to maintain their their charity status. That's why they want to shut down the churches and take PPE money. Guys, we have to have credibility even within our churches and in our society. And we know that there's a lot of things out there going on. One of the things I I, I do know that this Fanny Willis, God, what I mean, can we get Guys, can we get back to names that, like, are just names, like Bob? You know, I appreciate a good Robert, you know? Um, I, I really appreciate, you know, Susan, S-U-S-A-N. And I, I appreciate a good April or, or, or a you know, something like that. But we, we've got people out there that we just keep coming up with these names. They keep putting themselves in the spotlight. And I don't know, Fanny... Fanny Willis is not really the uh, district attorney name I was hoping I would be repeating over and over again. But uh, previously, the Gateway Pundit had published part ones and two uh, of what should be a at least a five-part series uh, in the um, in this whole thing with the Georgia takedown of, of Donald Trump. Now, think about this. In real time, this lady has put herself in the, in the limelight. Part one, the Gateway Pundit revealed that the Georgia Secretary of State uh the GASOS the COO Gabriel Sterling who left the Secretary of State office to take a private contract with the Secretary of Office wait now he left the Secretary of Office to get a private contract with the Secretary of Office oh cuz he's going to make a lot more money but then you know he gets to kind of do things that are outside the law because he's a private individual that works for anyway don't worry about that Anyway, see that he uh, let's see returned back to the, after the election, neglected to act on several requests to uh, rectify a report issued by the Coffee County uh, regarding its Dominion equipment after November third of twenty twenty. So we have a credibility issue. Part two: the mysterious ability of Dominion technicians to repair equipment without even touching. The boxes, well, that seems to be a problem as well. So here's where we keep going on. Uh, Regarding Fulton County, November 17, 2021, Governor Brian Kemp's office sent a letter to the Georgia uh, State Election Board, the SEB, another acronym, and the Georgia Secretary of State, the GASOS, asking them to address a review uh, and and review his office, uh, review his conducts, Man, English is my first language here. I got to get better at this. Um, review his office's conduct uh, and look into Joe uh, on the hand count in Fulton County. Well, wait. So Kemp's office, who says that Trump was involved in election integrity issues because he said he looks he's looking for eleven thousand votes, sent a letter telling the Secretary of State. They've got to look into Joe Rossi because of the hand count that happened in Fulton County that seems a little bit, I don't know, wonky. But yet, remember, Kemp also just said that the Georgia election and Jesus are the only two perfect things on earth in the history of man. Remember that. This is the recent quote of this guy. But he sent a letter, his office sent a letter in 2021 saying, hey, You've got a problem with Joe Rossi and the hand count of Fulton County. But it's a perfect election, so why would you ever question it, Kemp? Why'd you send the letter? Again, we go on down through this. According to a supplemental declaration submitted in Curling versus Rothensberger, 
In February of 2021, Fulton County hand count showed 525,000 ballots counted uh, in total, with the original machine count being 524,000. So there was a, they counted 1,000 more than the tabulator said it counted. What? That's fine. Why Why would you worry about math not adding up? You obviously you don't know common core math. Uh, the reality, however, the difference between the two counts suggests much larger discrepancies, and the hand count would have netted Trump closer to 4,100 votes. Now imagine that. We know that in this article that there was 4,100 votes that were supposed to be Trump's, but it was never counted for him. Mr. Kemp and your perfect election, you and Jesus getting along, that guy. Oh, they they contradict themselves, but nobody talks about the contradictions. Nobody goes in there and pulls this out and says, hey, can you clarify for me? And they're not clarifying for you, and no one's asking them to clarify, so you wonder why they're not clarifying. They don't have to, because we, the people who have the power over the government, we don't do anything about it. We just kick rocks and, well, maybe next time we'll just, maybe we'll get it better on the next one. You know, we're going to try harder. We got to fix the first one, guys. We compound off of evil. We compound off of inaccuracy. We compound off of the non-correct, incorrect answer. Then everything after that is incorrect, not accurate, not transparent. Right? I digress. I digress. Um, a, um, a consent order does not specifically or perhaps uh, deliber- um, deliberately mention the number of votes affected. So they're talking about the consent order that they're, they're referring to in this where there's already been investigations that have found huge discrepancies in the Georgia-Fulton County elections. Huge discrepancy in other areas of well in Georgia. But they are not being tabulated back into the actual count of the presidency and correcting it and making Trump, your president. Guys, the answers are right in front of you. And why it seems like like we're talking in circles and talking in circles and talking in circles? No. The reality of this is they have all the answers. They're not willing to put the answers into the spreadsheet, so the bottom right-hand corner says Trump won. They have the answers. They're complicit in the crime. They are not moving the needle. And they're maintaining that your pedo-in-chief, Joe Biden, is your president and stop complaining about it or I will bring charges against you, which one of them is the death penalty. Do you realize that Trump has been charged with a crime that does bring the death penalty? But yet they gave him two weeks to turn himself in. Now think about that. You guys don't pull over for a speeding ticket. You guys don't pull over for a no ride on red ticket. You guys don't pull over because you didn't come to a complete stop of a, a stop sign. And they will chase you down and bring the, 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 the 15 cars, a helicopter. They'll come and pit maneuver you. They'll spike strip you. They'll shoot at your car. They'll drag you out and arrest you for failure to stop for a, a, a lawful order. But they let Trump take two weeks to turn himself in for a charge that carries the death penalty. And then they let him out on $200,000 bail, which is, you know, he puts twenty grand down, he's out on his own. Now think about that for a second, folks. Trump is being tried with the penalty of execution. 
and they let it. It took two weeks. They let him turn himself in two weeks. They didn't come and swat his house. They didn't come raid him and throw him in handcuffs and throw him on the ground and drag him out of his house. Are you sure your judicial system has that lady with the blindfold thingy and the little scale thingy? Are you sure that you have the credibility within the system that you have? Do you feel that there's honor and dignity there? Do you really are you able to say with confidence that these people are doing the things that they should be doing? By the way, guys, if Georgia is overreaching, if the, the Washington D.C. is overreaching to one of your citizens, if we have one January 6th individual who's sitting in a solitary confinement because of their 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 indictment, not because of the crimes they committed while in jail, we have a problem. If I told you one J6ers in solitary confinement, if I told you that one person has been swatted, if I told you that one person has been mistreated, we all should be offended. And I don't care what color, creed, race, gender, whatever they want to call themselves, we should all be offended. But the sad part of it is, what did they teach us during COVID? What did they teach us during Black Lives Matter? What did they teach us during Antifa? That those that break the law that, that, that fits into their narrative walk scot-free. But you patriots, you God and country people, yeah, not so much. We're going to come after you. We don't want those freedoms and liberties. We don't want you talking that crazy talk. I, I really do. I, I really kind of, I do, I do question myself in how are we really on the right side of history? And I'm going to talk about that more after the commercial break because this is a real thing that we need to understand. Are we on the right side of history? I mean, seriously, guys. And when I come back, I will tell you about this. Like, listen, we're going to be on this side of the history. And what is it going to look like? Who writes the history? Will we, the, will we be the crazies? Or the ones that actually brought back dignity and integrity to America? All right, guys. Commercial break coming up. We'll be right back. Hey guys, Josh here. Mike Lindell of MyPillow has been an amazing patriot supporting President Trump and conservative and Christian values throughout the last four to five years with everything that's been going on. We ask you to go out to MyPillow.com and help support Mike Lindell as well as myself and this show, The Dark Delight Show, with using promo code RPP to save up to 66% on your purchase. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. The world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash patriot. And secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv slash patriot. The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. 
We have supply chain disruptions. We have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it, by radicalized spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver, and there's no reason why you should not either. My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is an economist and financial advisor, and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900 or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from the Red Pill Project sent you. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. All right, welcome back to the Dark Delight Show. I'm your host, your Jim Price. Thank you so much for being here on the extended hours on Mondays and Wednesday, guys. This is, again, I'm just going through the articles of the day, and <laughs> I just like, uh, what, what am I supposed to say here? Your government is coming after your, your president. Your government's coming after you. I mean, I, I don't have anything other than that. I guess I could, I could end the show in three seconds. The government's eating your legs off. And we sign off. I mean, and just we just do radio silence for two hours today because legitimately, guys, I'm giving you example of example, example of your country who is limited by the Constitution, limited because you are the power. All political powers inherent the people and all free governments are founded on their authority. I did not make that up. I'm just reading the Constitution. This is a this is your time to be, you know, be discerning. So. I don't know. We're, there's a lot of stuff going on. Trump is in a. I think he's in the driver's seat. I, I will. I, let me let me give you this. I, I've given you guys a lot of doom and gloom this morning, and I apologize. I'm, you know, I'm not always the guy who just beats the dead horse because this horse ain't dead. I mean, these people are coming after you. But there was a. I was standing out. I was at. I was at Trump Tower, and there was a group of people there, and. And we're just all. It was kind of this, you know, kind of this conversation. It was just you know, a lot of just negative spin down, spin down, spin down. And you could kind of see where people are like, okay, I'm on the ropes. I'm tired. I'm exhausted. I can't hardly catch my breath. What if I were to tell you this? Let me let me explain to you this way, and this will give you that little boost of energy you need. That that staying on target is necessary. If and I don't care what version of things you're going into. Some people are like, oh, there's cue boards and there's there's uh you know 17 there's the QAnons there's anon there's anonymous by the way there's Q okay and there's anonymous but there's not QAnons there's not Q anonymous this is this these are these the conspiracy theory words this is conspiracy and guys if there wasn't a, an actual good out there if there wasn't you can use the word white hats, which is the white hatch is a reference to the old cowboy movies where the black hat cowboy, that's the bad guy. And the guy with the white hat, that's the good guy. So this is a, this is a hearkening back to, to, to old Westerns, which is great. But if there wasn't a, a passionate, positive, you know, good side, the good guys, the, the white hats of things, we'd already be in cages. I would already be in some internment camp, getting reeducated, probably already executed. Because I mean, they, they, I'm I, I'm not giving up on this, guys. I'm not giving up on this. If if this all I'm, if this all stops, I'm still going to be saying this exact same thing. 
If you met me in Vegas this weekend, if you met me in Michigan or Detroit, or you met me when I was up in, up at uh, the Beachcombers up there, you'd know that this is what I do, and this is who I am. This is how I talk. Because it's that important to me to tell you guys that, listen, the bridge is out. Don't, don't go headlong off the cliff. Let's, let's work this out. Let's find a better for us. Now, let me, I'm going to reassure you one more time. Listen, if there was not the good out there, if there was not people pushing back against evil before you got involved. Now, listen, that's, that's, I think it's an important part of that. Before you got involved, if there had not been people since the Kennedy assassination, since, since the, 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 the uh, Jekyll Island meeting in, in Georgia, the, uh, if, if there wasn't people out there pushing back against all this stuff, we would have been long gone decades ago, centuries ago. But because there are people with good in their heart, and I'm not talking about over a majority of, over 50%. I'm talking small 2 3 4% factions that believe that the world can be a better place through freedoms and liberties. We, If we didn't have that little bit, we wouldn't have what we have now. We wouldn't have this radio station. We wouldn't even know about it, to be honest with you. They would have made sure and scrubbed our history to the point where we didn't know that what freedom really meant. And I hope in the annals of history, as we go down through all this stuff, that this is repeated, that somehow people find this message later on and are inspired to understand that we cannot give up freedom. And if they have given up freedom, that maybe they would rediscover it in these moments to listen to me saying, guys, you are worth it. You are, these are God-given and able rights. God gave you this stuff. And I don't care what big G God you're going to, you want to bend your knee to and, and pray. I, that's not my, that's not that's not for me to tell you. I, that's not my heart. I know where my heart is. I know what I got to do for me. But your big G God gives you the power and the strength and the ability to say that I am the one who runs this country. I am the one who is in charge and not the elected servant because I don't have a democracy. Democracy is elected leadership. I have elected servants who listen to me and they respond to me and they are beholden to me. See, that's where the transparency for me comes from. That's how I am able to say I want transparency. I want to know how many how much money you took from Exxon. I want to know how much money you took from Raytheon. I want to know how much money you took from Soros. And not the not the kind of money you're willing to to go ahead and and uh, put in your your campaign finance report, but I'm talking about the real money, the backside stuff. The little touches, the airplane rides, the hotel stays. Where does that money come from? Where are those little trinkets that you get? And when you guys get real transparent with me, and then all of a sudden I'll, I'll give you a little more trust. I'll let you get out there ahead of yourself a little bit, but I'm always watching. It's like a dog you're training, you know? You know, you, you don't let them off the leash unless you know they know how to respond in public. Until you know while on the leash they're able to do what they were supposed to do. And even when they're off the leash, you're even more attentive. You're more you're, you're more focused at what your dog's behaviors are, and you see them start to, to, to move in a direction. Ah, 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 get back over here. And the dog knows that you are in command. You are in control. You are not going to let them run wildly to go smell other dogs' butts. You're going to stay right here and do as you're told. And what's wrong with your government doing as they're told? What's wrong with that? But remember, guys, if there was not the good side, if there was not the white hats, if there was not honor and dignity in the people that are trying to keep us free, if that did not exist, we would be gone, either in camps, 
either in re-education camps or even, you know, in execution, to be gone, to be put away with, to be, you know, less than. But we know things are coming out. We know things are getting better. But we have to be the ones that staff and staying in the gap of that. So, uh, by the way, in New Hampshire, around you remember that? Uh, remember your uncle Joey? Uh, he was up there doing the just sitting on the beach in a lawn chair, hanging out. Remember that? Well, now Trump supporters, the Trump caravans are back. So there are massive Trump car parades in New Hampshire on Sunday. Uh, they actually were going up and down the coast because they want to make sure that people understand that this is Trump country. And it's not where the pedo in chief goes and sits in a lawn chair. Supposedly, the uh, the most powerful human being on earth, the president of the United States, this guy who can annihilate the world with a thin, you know the, the the little red button, right, was sitting on a beach with other people just sitting around him. I thought that first video, guys, listen to me for a second here. I thought that first video of the old white guy walking around in the sand. I thought somebody was doing a joke. I thought they were doing a Bernie, uh, the the weekend at Bernie's. I thought they were just playing around. Like, look how this guy looks like Joe. He's on he's on the he's on the beach, just hanging out, no security, no nothing around. Nobody's talking to him. Okay, um, let me give you this: If Trump was on a beach, in a metal canvas lawn chair under an umbrella. Do you think he's going to be standing there alone? Do you think that there's going to you think that nobody's going to notice him? If Trump, Donald J Trump was walking around in shorts and no shirt, do you think the media would have left him alone? Do you think that the I mean seriously, Think about the discerning difference in your heart. When you saw the Miami fires where the people were flipping off Uncle Joe, the pedo, for showing up in Air Force Two, not Air Force One. Yeah, by the way, he flew from Nevada all the way out to the middle Pacific Ocean in Air Force Two, not Air Force One. And then when the entourage was following him, there was no state police escort. There was local PD there, and there was only two cars out ahead of him. But there was no state police escort. There was no state police rear escort. There was no ambulance. There was no turret gun. There was no defensive systems. There was no entourage. There wasn't the other ambulance, by the way. But yet Trump, when he went to Georgia in his quote-unquote private plane, there was an ambulance there. There was the turret gun. There was the reinforced vehicles. So, folks, I don't know what optics you're looking for to say that there may or may not be two presidents or another president or something going on here. But why is it that Joe sits around on, on the beach in New Hampshire why, by himself without closing the beach, without having any perimeter, and nobody walks up to him? By the way, the most popular, the most popular president ever elected on earth. Yes, yeah, yeah, that's true, guys. The most popular president ever on earth had nobody standing around him while he's in the New Hampshire beach. Trump cannot go out and play golf on his own golf course without people lining the golf course to watch him so they can wave at him and say hello. And he's not your president? But the most powerful president on earth can sit on the New Hampshire beach with nobody around him? How about the the escort in Maui where there was no ambulance, where there was no police vehicles, there was no... I mean, think about the... Motorcycle cops that were in front of Trump as he left the Georgia jail. 
When you watched that video the other day, remember when he was getting arraigned on, on, uh, and that whole thing? Remember on Thursday night, you saw the 20 police motorcycle escort leaving the Fulton County Jail. Where was that in Maui for the Pedouin chief who is, quote-unquote, the current president of the United States? I'm using small words. I'm trying to talk slowly so you guys can keep up with what I am saying. I'm asking you the question, please. Please tell me why the Pedouin chief is out here in a lawn chair. Nobody's around him talking. But yet, Trump can't get on the golf course without eight people surrounding him? Right. All right, guys, commercial break coming up. Your WYSL. Don't go anywhere. I'll be right back. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. All right, welcome back, everybody. Dark Delight Show here, the extended hour on Mondays and Wednesdays. Your host, Jim Price. Thank you guys so much for being here. Now, I want to read this little article here. This is uh, this is fun stuff, right? You guys know about electric integrity in New York. I mean, you guys you guys are so close to perfection. I'm just so amazed by your guys. No, I'm lying to you. You guys are so far from perfection. Uh, you guys got to work it. You know, uh, you know, Georgia Governor Kemp, Republican, had the most. He he had the he had a perfect election. So don't question anything he's doing up there. This is an issue for me. Election integrity T-shirt banned at 8th District GOP fish fry. Now listen to this for a second, guys. This is a this is an election integrity T-shirt was banned from a District 8. Now this is not a statewide district, a national district. This is District 8 GOP fish fry. It's a fundraiser for Republicans, the GOP, the Grand Old Party event. Now... They were told, the attendees were told to turn their shirts inside out or leave. In a controversial move that has ignited debate among free speech and political uh, political expression, attendees wearing election integrity t-shirts were turned away saying either you turn your shirts inside out or you leave. The directive was reportedly uh, lifted after Georgia dirtbag Governor Brian Kemp and Secretary of State Brad Roethlisberger left the event. Now, I wrote, I read that dirtbag from Gateway Pundit. This is their article. So the Gateway Pundit says the directive was reportedly lifted after the Georgia dirtbag governor Brian Kemp left, and the Secretary of State Brad Roethlisberger left as well. Think about that. Why would the security guards? And there's actually a picture of here. And I say security guards. Uh, the individuals that are enforcing this are the local PD. So the local PD did what they were told to do according to the GOP event organizers and told them that they had to leave. And then once Kemp and the Secretary of State left, that ban was lifted. They could turn their shirts the other way around. That's, that, that's how this whole thing works. So think about this, guys. You're not about uh, – the GOP, the Grand Old Party – had the governor of Georgia, a Republican, show up at a fish fry for the, the little the little 20 minutes in and 20 minutes out. I guess I needed to do that with you guys in the Beachcomber event. Act like I was so self-important, show up late, leave early, act like that, you know, you guys have to bow down to me. That would have been really cool. And wouldn't you guys want to come back and see a guy like that? I wouldn't, but that's how these people think. The Georgia Republican governor 
They were carrying water for him to make sure that no one, no one contested the perfect election that Georgia had. Remember, this is Mr. Kemp, the guy who reported that his election and Jesus are the only things that are perfect on this earth. This is real time. Uh, so here we let's you want to read the, you want to read a little bit of this. If we had paid, uh, if you have paid, we'll re- issue a refund. If you haven't paid, you can feel free to change and come back. That is from the district chairman Chandler Jones. Chandler Jones, we're telling the people that if you've paid, we can give you your money back for this fish fry. If you didn't pay, we'll just go change. You could still go change and come back. Nice of them, right? Uh, so Jones informed the attendees that protests were not permitted at the event, although attendees insisted they were not there as a protest. What? Okay, wait. Hold on a second here. Let me. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna use all my all my little. My, I got like one brain cell left here, guys. I I, so, I mean I, I I've been burning them up here. So to say that we need to look at our elections and focus on their integrity so that we can have we can have we can have trust and, and we can believe in our, our elections. If you wear a shirt that says I want to believe in my elections, I want there to be voter election integrity, that is a protest. Okay, so I thought protests were to be against something that you didn't want or that you wanted to change, meaning that, okay guys, I guess I guess they're admitting that there is a problem, isn't it? By saying that the shirts are a protest means that they have identified that there is a voter issue and that for them to say they want the voter issue fixed means that the voter issue is real. I mean, did I did I did I connect the dots right on that? So by them saying your shirt is a protest, aren't they essentially verifying that there is a problem with elections and that you're identifying that through protest? I, I don't want to jump ahead. I don't want to get way too far out there, but it seems to me there. I think this is a little bit more of a credible takedown of this whole thing. Um, so let's go on. The police chief threatened that they would be arrested for trespassing if they weren't to leave. This is a this is a private event, and if you have purchased a ticket, that's fine. They will refund your money, but they are asking you to leave. You do not leave. You are subject to arrest. Okay, guys, the word trespass, the idea of being trespassed from an event or from a property is not the default for eliminating people that do not agree with you. Now, if you're in a public event in a public building and then you ask people to leave that public building but you do it by saying well we're going to arrest you why is everything the threat of violence why is it that everything defaults down to that every single time why is it that my my donna was able to say have you ever felt like killing a president why was Sean Penn able to say, well, have you ever had an actor kill a president? I guess since John Booth. Or, uh, well, what if you, what if about Kathy Griffin who got up there with a decapitated Trump's head? But see, these guys can do all kinds of threats of violence and do all these different things. But if you show up and say, hey, I want to make sure that uh, I-, I can believe in my elections, that's a protest? 
So wearing a t-shirt to an event where you guys should be celebrating and promoting election integrity as Republicans, because a Republican showed up with that, you're going to... What? What? If you're not talking about voter integrity at your GOP, then you're not GOP. If you're not talking about voter integrity at your local you know, convention of states, or if you're not talking about election integrity at your local Libertarian Party meeting, if you're not talking about voter integrity at your local Democrat committee, you're not paying attention. This is, a, this is an America problem. This is us problem. This is a world problem. Because if we don't get this right, the world... Oh, yeah, guys, listen to me. If we don't get this right, the world is in jeopardy. The, safe, the, the, the safety. Let me, oh, can, can we do that? Let's do this. I'll do the government version. For your safety, it's best that we have election integrity. And, and if we use the, the government words of safety first, then that feels better, doesn't it? Because safety is why we do everything. I don't think we realize that... Um, this this is crazy. This is absolutely crazy. Every single human being on earth should be standing up for voter integrity. And in fact, here I've I've said this as well, guys. And I'm, I'll, I'll repeat this again. I don't know if I've said it here on the show recently, but even if today, let's say Jimmy Price gets out, Jim Jim Price, he's like, all right, today is August twenty eighth. It's a Monday, twenty twenty three. There is no such thing. No longer will we do any machines. We're paper count only, serial numbered, watermarked, trackable, just like lottery tickets. Unique, 8 billion unique lottery tickets are issued every year. We're going to issue every two years 150 million ballots, which seems to be significantly less than the 8 billion. We're just going to have this all done. Even the day I say that, let's say I, right now, today, I have the ability, I have fixed it. Today, today, the enemy is working to unfix it. Today, the enemy is working to destroy me and my credibility and my election system. Today, they're trying to find a way to cheat already. They were trying to cheat when I was coming up with the answer to fix it the first time. You see what I'm saying here? They, they were doing this. They were doing this back when the elections were accurate, were transparent. And they found a way to creep it in. Just like the Second Amendment says, thou shalt not touch the fringe or the very edge of the Second Amendment, right? But they found a way through guilt, through safety, through quote-unquote constant fighting to make sure that we have red flag laws, that we have background checks. Well, only if you're a perfect person can you have a gun. Only if you've never had this problem or that problem can you have a gun. Only if it doesn't shoot freedom fries really fast. Only if it doesn't do them automatically. Only if it doesn't do this. And only if you carry it outside your pants. And only if you have it in a case. And only if it's in the trunk. And only. Do you see how they got us? Guys, they wore us down on the Second Amendment, and you don't think they wore us down on the election? You don't think they wore us down on abortion? You don't think they wore us down on our education system? You don't think they wore us down on the fiat currency called the U.S. dollar, the Federal Reserve note, the IOU of the Federal Reserve? Guys, they wear you down. They work you down. That's how they get you. Because this is they're just like that little kid, that little brat that goes, I don't want to, 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 I don't Eventually you're like, oh, fine, 
don't. And that's how they do it. They're little brats. They won't take no for an answer because we keep explaining ourselves and trying to justify ourselves. And all the answer is no. The answer is no. I'm not going to explain it to you. You are my public servant. You comply to me. You respond to me. You are subjugated to me. I don't answer to you. You are a law enforcement. You are not my boss. You don't need to know where I'm coming from. You don't need to know where I'm traveling to. By the way, guys, listen, they use those words against you. You don't drive, you travel. Yeah, words have meanings. We have the freedom delivery to do what we want. But yet if we don't if we don't secure that vote, if we don't secure the transparency and the honesty that we need, then that's why we will be lost and we'll be lost forever. This amazing light on the hill who had all the opportunities to show the rest of humanity how great it is to be selfless and not selfish, the, the, that light up there, that will be gone forever and never regained because evil is not going to teach us these things. Evil is going to hide these things. That's why they destroyed monuments. That's why they destroyed the Chicago's World Fair, the St. Louis World's Fair, the Paris World Fair. Guys, they destroyed the history of man so that you would not know how powerful and amazing you could be. And as we go to our commercial break, guys, this is your time, your power, and I'm going to come back with some positive notes here to get you guys through the last bit of this. The rest of the day, you guys are the answers. We never, never, never forget that. I'm Jim Price. Dark Delight Show will be right back. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. All right. Welcome back, everybody, to the Dark Delight Show. It is your host, Jim Price. Guys, thank you so much for being here. You know, I I always I do these things, and I, and I know it's exhausting. I know that there's a lot of this that is an energy drain. But we talk about, and I talk about here on the show, I've talked about on my own show and, and other ones, is, you know, that we, we have the ability to be amazing. We have the ability to get our hearts right and get in the right place, and we know that we can side ourselves on the right side of history. Oh, that's what's supposed to come back was the right side of history. Are we on the right side of history on this? And I will tell you that I have spent a lot of time in my own reflection of things, thinking about things, thinking about how this the demons are relentless, and they don't take a day off on your birthday, and they don't they don't look the other way, and... They know what they got to do, and they know your weaknesses, your insecurities, and your ego, and all the other stuff, and they leverage these things against you. But your future is yours, and you can do things and react in the ways that you want to. And you can be mean. You can be hateful. You can be vengeful. You can go out of your way to try to destroy people and do things that you know you shouldn't do and, and get your pound of flesh. But we understand that our reactions, our reactions, our, our, if that's our responsibility, how we handle ourselves, our responsibility, our self-discerning moment. And when you see that Fulton County is not doing things that are, that are actually beneficial to society and making the world a better place, when we see them being selfish and not selfless, when we see them going out of their way to go as long and as hard and as, as out of control as they can we, we that defines them now this lady with the you know again i i wish that we got back to the basic names with this fan the fanny flanny nanny ganny whatever her name is in georgia that she's defining herself if she says that she's doing this because she's protecting the constitution she's lying to you which makes her a liar 
And when you normally lie, lying becomes normal. That's a common statement I make here on the show all the time. I want you guys to think about that. When you normally lie, lying becomes normal. But she's going to be known as a liar. She's going to be known as a person who doesn't have integrity. She's going to be known as a person that was willing to go out and be vengeful of someone that doesn't fit doesn't fit her prejudice. Oh, yeah, she's prejudiced. Why, she's a black lady. She can't be president because black people can't be prejudiced. Are you sure? The sad part of this is, is when you see that she's allowing her own personal points of view to taint or to fog or misdirect her in her actions, she is prejudiced. She has preferential decision-making skill in one direction or the other, and she tends to side with one direction. And that defines her. That defines her of someone that doesn't have the ability to see empathetically the other side of the story, to understand that there may be people who have juxtapositions of you, but you to go out and take away their freedoms and liberties because they don't agree with you? That makes you a tyrant. That makes you a bad person. And if we can default ourselves to selflessness and not selfishness, if we can default ourselves to be the person that is that shining light on the top of the hill, if you, if you position yourself to be that little candle in the darkest of times, you will be the brightest light for people to draw themselves to. You have that ability, and it's all inside of you. Well, now, Jim, I, I'm just, I, I don't have light. I don't, I'm just, blah, 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 blah. All, that's all I'm going to hear. I'm not going to hear words coming out because you limit you. You're the only one holding you back from success. You're the only one that limits your thought to think of the next question. You're the only one that limits you and your dreams and expectations of what this country could be. I can't limit you. God doesn't even limit you. But yet, you think the small G government does? How does that? How is that possible? How have you figured out that somehow you don't have God inside of you? How can you separate yourself from God if God says, I stand at the door and knock, and if you open the door, I will come in, and I will sup with you. I will sit down and break bread with you. I will talk with you. We'll hang out with you. We'll, we'll sit down. Think about that. And if God comes into your life and comes into your heart, how can you separate God from you and you from God? See, if God comes into your heart and he exists and lives with you and sups with you, then please explain to me in small words with big, bright colors and, and walk me through the idea how you are not one with God and God is with you and you have the power of God to walk freely among men. See, you, that's, that's what they don't even teach you at the pulpit. Where's your pastor at? Where's your preacher, your bishop, your Allah, whatever it is? You, you, I don't know what everybody calls their people they go and talk to on Sundays or whatever day you go there. But if I go to my, if I go to my God and I am talking to my God and I'm having and I'm talking and communing with my God, and my God given him available rights says that the government is limited by the Constitution and I'm not, and God says 365 times in the Bible, thou shall not live in fear, and it's a command. It says, thou, you, shall not, don't, do not, no go, stoppy stoppy. What, I don't know what word you want me to use there to get, get the emphasis across to you. Thou shall not live, exist, understand, bathe, waller in 
fear. Fear. That's the greatest tool that Satan and his little his little you know demons that run around and put that little whisper in your ear. You're not tall enough. You're not smart enough. You're not young enough. You're too old. You're too weak. You're too you're too ugly. Your hair doesn't go right. You don't have the right lipstick color. You, obviously your clothes aren't good enough. You don't have the right vehicle. You don't live in the right neighborhood. You are the problem. Not today, Satan. Not today. Not today. Not tomorrow either. Because if I understand right, my God says, thou shall not live in fear. Don't do it. Do not live in that crap. Don't live in the sewage. You have God-given and able rights, and God lives within you, and you accepted him, and he comes to you, and you live your life through him. How dare you limit yourself? How dare you say you have you don't have the power to go out and make this world amazing? You have that ability. You have the ability to go and go to places with your body and your mind that are only limited, only limited, only limited by you. What could you today? What could you do today if you didn't limit yourself? Well, I'm tired today. That's a limit. Well, my knee hurts. That's a limit. I'm not smart enough. That's a limit. I don't have the money for it. That's a limit. Figure it out. You have it. God given enable rights. Doesn't God say that he gives you talents? Do you think God's going to get this thought in your head where you're listening about how you want to do voter integrity or you want to go out there and be a public servant or you want to help people or you want to use your horses for therapy? All these things are you, that you don't have to limit yourself. You can be amazing, go out there, do all this stuff. But when you say, well, I can't, and I don't, and I this, and then eh, God gave you a talent. And it is your responsibility to use that talent in the best way you can. Because when you do that, God's going to give you a little more. And he's going to give you a little more. And maybe the talent you thought you worked out on, you started working on, that was going to be the talent for the rest of your life. But what if God said, well, that was just the stepping stone to something else? God's got more for you. I wasn't a public speaker. I wasn't one who sought out seek, you know, talking to crowds and getting on the air. I wasn't the guy who did all that. And yeah, I was a leader. I did find myself in leadership positions. I was a youth pastor in the 90s. I, I know those things. I've been to those things. I've done those things. But I didn't know that God had on my path to go and sit on, or stand on a stage with, with human trafficking people who says, listen, we're not going to let them traffic our children or our men and our women anymore. I never thought that was on my path. But I knew God had something else for me. And so I started with one step forward, one foot in front of the other, going and doing things that I was uncomfortable with, that I didn't think I had the power to do. And you know what? If I am living my life through faith, if I'm living my life and says, you know what? God will take care of me. God has me in his hands. And these, all these, all the, the childhood Sunday school songs we sing to each other and we want the little kids, this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Isn't that what we tell the little kids? And where did you lose that faith? Where did you lose that touch that God had for you? You have all these things that you can do, and God's giving you these talents. God's giving you these abilities. Start out somewhere. Take the first step. You guys are the power. God-given and able rights, powers that you have from God. Simple. All right, guys, thank you so much for hanging around with me today on the WYSL. 
This is the place to be for the truth, for the answers to live your life. Thank you guys so much for being here. I'll see you guys tomorrow. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.